Welcome, one and all, to episode 49 of the Mars Attacks podcast. I am your host, Victor, and with this episode, we continue the classic albums column right here on Mars Attacks. This month, to close out October of 2011, today on Halloween, we release Tools Enema. We kick things off with the track Jimmy from Enema before jumping into all the special interviews and diving in deeper into the album. Without further ado, here's Jimmy. We have a little bit of Jimmy, and for those of you that are checking out this podcast for the first time, if you want to go back and revisit any of the other episodes that we've done for the Classic Albums column, we kicked things off with Metallica's Injustice for All, we then went on to Cleansing by Tool, then Songs for the Deaf by Queens of the Stone Age, and last month we had Van Halen 2 by Van Halen. And this month, we bring you this great, great Tool album, a monumental album that really sort of pushed things into the gear for the band. If you really think back and uh, look into the history of the band, uh, they had issues with labels up to now, with both the OPADP and with Undertow. Uh, They were sort of building steam leading up to the release of Enema, and Enema was just so big. There are still tracks off of this album that you hear on rock radio today. Uh, you hear stuff off of the subsequent albums as well, and obviously off of Undertow you'll still hear things like Sober. Uh, but really, this album really 
open the proverbial floodgates for the band and really help start to build the mystique that this band has. Uh, I almost made the mistake, or, or I should say I made the mistake when I spoke to Doc Coyle from God Forbid. Um, I asked him what his biggest accomplishment or uh, biggest sort of uh, critique that he ever received, most important, and he said it was from Adam Jones from Tool. And I said, wow, you know, that's that's really cool considering, you know, he's almost like a recluse. And I think that's a very big mistake for me to say that. Uh, not to say that it's, you know, that he's a recluse, but there's just a specific mystique around this band. And, uh, you know, I tried to reach out to their management. I tried to reach out to the band through various you know, channels, and I wasn't able to pin any of them down. Uh, would have been cool to discuss this album with them. You know, there are some bands that do like talking about previous albums. There are others that just want to focus on the album that they're currently working on. Uh, you know, Maynard's out there busy with several different projects, and, uh, you know, I understand. And, um, you know, from time to time, we still have the... Uh, you know, you're not big enough type of a uh, card thrown at us, and that's, you know, just the nature of the beast. Uh, in the end, you know, I consider myself a fan of all the music that we discuss, and um, if nothing else, what I like to do is have fans, you know, or I should say the whole purpose of this column is to have fans discover an album maybe for the first time, have others go back and revisit. And, uh, you know, if you go over to MarsAttacksRadio.com, read the comments uh, that are on the site from various contributors, um, or if you listen to the podcast and, you know, find an artist, check out a blog, a, you know, metal news site, a rock news site or whatever, a photographer, so on and so forth. If you check out what they do based on, you know, what we did with this column, then I think it's a win-win for everyone. We all get to talk about great music, and we all check out, you know, what one another are doing. Uh, unfortunately, last month, Dan Lorenzo seemed to uh, piss a lot of Van Halen fans off and uh, had a lot of people check him out and leave negative comments or whatever. And, um, you know, I think everyone's entitled to their opinion with this podcast. Uh, I don't force anyone to say anything good or bad. Uh, if someone sends me something good or bad, I'm going to use it. <laughs> but uh, I don't, you know, select people to say, you know, oh, you know, I want you to say something nasty about this artist or another artist. Case in point, Dan chose not to discuss the Tool album because he felt that he doesn't know this album well enough to lend any comments to this specific podcast. So, you know, that that's cool. You know, I understand that as well. Um, before getting into things, to the interview part of the episode, you know, I always want to remind everyone to go to uh, MarsAttacksRadio.com to check out previous episodes of the Classic Albums column other podcasts with interviews um, that I've done with other artists. Uh, also, the radio show that I do, which streams exclusively on Mark Striegel Radio on Stream A. The times are displayed right there on the homepage. We're going to have some special stuff coming up uh, with the radio show with some uh, guest hosts. So it'll be, uh, it'll be pretty cool. So uh, keep an eye out for that. I uh, also just want to mention some of the great... Uh, websites that have lent their comments. If you haven't seen them up to yet or up to now, excuse me, um, as of yet was what I was trying to say. But uh, if you haven't seen them yet, uh, they're coming <laughs> in uh, upcoming episodes. But they're listed there on the index page. Remember, you can click on that index to find out who's contributed you know, comments to the column and, you know, their Facebook site, their homepage, Twitter, MySpace, so on and so forth. Uh, so, you know, it's just an easy way for you guys to check them out. And what we've done this month, uh, we've also added a link to everyone's name. So if you click on that link, it'll take you to their Facebook or homepage uh, in most cases. In any event, let me mention some of the great great sites that have lent their comments up to now. Uh, we obviously have Mark Striegel from Talking Metal. We have this month, we have uh, Grover13 from The Number of the Blog. We have Andrew 
or Anarud from Metal Assault. We have Mitch Lafon from Brave Words. We have Eaton, who's from he's from Cerebral Metalhead. He's from Metal Sucks. He's also from Despol Magazine. Uh, we have him aboard. We have Dominic from Maximum Threshold. Uh, let's see. We also have Axel from. Uh, Metal Sucks as well. And from Iron City Rocks, last month we had John. Well, this month we have Aaron Griffith, who's going to talk to us about this particular album. Before getting into his portion, let's get into a little eulogy by Tool. Thank you. 
All right, so I remember um, the first time I heard Tool. Lollapalooza 92, I think it was 92 or 93, was coming through Pittsburgh. And um, Tool was on the bill along with, I believe it was either Primus, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and Right Chance the Machine. And I remember everybody telling me how much I was going to love Tool. And they got up, and I just hated them. They were awful. <laughs> They're absolutely awful. And then Rage comes on, and everyone's like, no, you're not going to like Rage because I'm not a big rap fan, that sort of thing. And I thought Rage was one of the most brilliant bands I had ever heard. Right. You know, and that's that's continued with, with Rage. But with Tool, like, I just – I didn't care. Like, I am the one guy who probably hates Undertow. I, not a great record to me. Um but, you know, a couple of great songs. Like my band used to play Sober back in the day, and I, I think that song is brilliant. But right. for me, it was when um, Anima came out, and you started getting things like Hooker with a Penis, like Stink Fist. And especially for me, uh, 46 and 2. The bass work in 46 and 2, being a bass player for me, absolutely phenomenal. Just mm -hmm. absolutely amazing on that record. And they really started to come into their own. I would say right. at this point, because like Undertow was kind of like, okay, where are you going with this? What What's the direction? And by Anima, they had really found their groove. Right. You know, they'd really found their groove. And then, you know, when they finally followed that up with, with Lateralis, then they be, really became comfortable in their own skin as Tool, you know, in, in my opinion. Yeah. And you know what, what else I liked about Tool is um, they are the masters of taking an idea a short, mm -hmm. small idea, and then just building it. I mean, you know, think, think about songs like Sober. It's the same thing over and over. But the way that they build it, the way they orchestrate it, the way the guitars come in and out, you, you don't realize it until you sit down to learn it and play it, and you're like, oh, my goodness, that's all i got to do? <laughs> you know, I mean, just, just some really, really brilliant work. And, again, that really continued right. with 46 and 2. That bass riff in 46 and 2 – um, you know, I was teaching guitar and bass at the time, and when that came out, all the bass students were like, "Okay, we got to learn this. We, we, we've got to learn this." You know, and once you get down that initial riff, it wasn't that that difficult. You know, but it just it was wonderfully written, and the song was wonderfully crafted around it. Cool. Um, and, and as far as um, from a technical standpoint, um, how do you see? You know what they've done with with the bass parts with their songs. I didn't know what to think of Chancellor at first, um, and the 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 more that you know, the more that I listened to him, um, the more that I realized you know he's a heck of a player, and right. he knows exactly when to pull back and when to step out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something that's very important, especially when you have people that have sort of, you know, a prog direction like they have to an extent, or the math metal, if you may, um, where bands don't know where to pull back the reins, and it just seems like, you know, a million notes wasn't enough. It has to be, you know, five million notes to get the point across, but that's sort of the... Uh, the, the the beauty that sort of thin line between uh, almost genius and um, just overdoing it, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, and, and along your your comment there with the five notes versus a million notes. If you look at, you know, because I mean, what Animal's ninety six, I think ninety seven somewhere there. Right. You take ten years earlier, what was going on in eighty six, eighty seven, night and day. They were they're like the anti. Um, antithesis or whatever to to everything that was going on in the 80s because I mean the 80s was all about okay how many notes can I fit in four bars right you know and the, all the shredding that sort of stuff and they totally went the other direction with that right yeah I, I remember hearing the first thing that I heard from them was off of Opiate and I was in college radio at the time, and there were people that were contacting me from that from the LA area, saying, uh, "Oh, uh, you have to check these guys out. Um, you know, they're going to be big." And and I didn't see it. And similar to what you said, you know, um, Undertow, uh, the mix is sort of shoddy, and you know, there are some cool songs off of there, but you know, it sort of sort of left you. Uh, you know, wanting a little more, and I think similar to what you said, once this album came out, 
Um, I mean, they, they, they really figured out how to put everything together. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. Six and two. I want to thank Aaron from Iron City Rocks who discussed that track uh, at some length, especially the bass playing aspects of it. And uh, just want to remind you to check out his site, Iron City Rocks. And he also has another site that he's working on, which is Signal to Noise. Uh, there are links to both within the index page, so check those out. Uh, moving forward, Mr. Alan Tecchio. Uh, Alan is going to be playing some dates with Seven Witches, who will be opening up for Armored Saint. Uh, these dates are going to be towards the end of November and uh, will be within the New York, New Jersey area. And uh, should be should be a cool double billing. You know, two great vocalists there. John Bush is one of my all-time favorite uh, singers, without a doubt. 
Um, not only because of his work in Armored Saint, but obviously because of his work in Anthrax. Uh, in any event, uh, check out Seven Witches or any of the other stuff that uh, Alan has worked on. Autumn Hour, Hades, Nonfiction, uh, so on and so forth. In any event, let's get into the track Stink Fist and then the comments from Alan Tecchio.
A little H by Tool coming off of the album Enema. The album that we are focusing on for this month's classic albums column right here on the Mars Attacks podcast. And uh, you heard comments there from Alan Tecchio, a very underrated singer in my estimation. Uh, Again, check out all the great bands that he's been involved in. And uh, let's move things forward here. Mr. Gene Hoagland. I'll repeat this every single time. Hoagland's comments make all of this worth its while, in my opinion. Uh, His comments are sort of short for this album, uh, because it's one that he isn't entirely familiar with. But he's got stories that you'll hear that are just out there, just ridiculous, and not in a bad way either, just people that he's come in contact with before they were famous. Um, It's just unbelievable. So I don't want to get, or excuse me, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but uh, the the stories are tremendous. Anyway, um, with Gene, he's working with Testament. Uh, I believe he's wrapped up recording of their new album. Should be should be a great, great album. I mean, uh, Testament is a funny band in the sense that when everyone got lighter, they got heavier and heavier, regardless of who was in the band. So uh, that album just has to absolutely kick ass. And uh, he's obviously still part of Fear Factory as well. And um want to recommend you guys to check out his website and his instructional DVD. His instructional DVD helped... Helped me personally as a drummer get rid of a lot of issues that I had as far as stretching uh, before shows and uh, really helped work some kinks out. So I really have to thank him for that. And I definitely you know, recommend checking that out because the DVD is just outrageous, just some of the stuff that Gene can do while playing boots, no less, and weights. <laughs> so it's just incredible. Anyway, so what we're going to do is get into a little uh, hooker with a penis. And then uh, probably the all-time best name, or the greatest name for a track of all time, hooker with a penis. Anyway, (laughs) we're going to get into that track and then into Gene's comments afterwards.
okay, that's one I'm not super familiar with because I I must admit that that was when they were that was their third record, was it not? Yes. They had Opiate mm-hmm. and then uh, Undertow. Undertow, which that had the greatest video of all time on it for Sober. I thought that you know to to this day that's probably you know it's got one of my all time faves. That's Absolutely. Um, and Anima, there there wasn't much that really caught me. I remember listening to it with Devin one time. We were in Europe, and somebody was driving us around, and we had a long drive, so we cranked that record, and I was sitting in the back seat just you know, hoping to get into it super, but uh, it didn't quite, there wasn't anything that really jumped out at me. But that's where they ended up kind of developing, like they sound more like the Anima record, these days than they do undertow. So, you know, those guys right. are trying to grow and develop, I suppose. And that's where, where they started finding their sound, I suppose. And, um, you know, the tool sounds pretty decent. It's dark. And, uh, you know, I always, I, I appreciate that more than I would just some hackney, you know, grunge band or something from, from the day, <laughs> you know? So, right. so, you know, tool, they're cool. They're all right.
A little push it from Tool coming off of, once again, Anima, and that was Gene Hoagland's comments right before that. And uh, we really only have comments from one person left. That is Mr. Charlie Benante of Anthrax. Before getting into that, I do want to remind you to check out MarsAttacksRadio.com, not only for the classic albums column, but for the podcast that I put together and for the radio show, among other things. Uh, Like I mentioned earlier in the episode, we're looking to have some guest hosts with the uh, radio show itself. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, Also, want to uh, tell you to go to the a written portion of the Classic Albums column, you'll find great comments from everyone from uh, Spanish thrash band Angelus Apatrida. Uh, if you don't know them, definitely check them out. Band that I think will be making a uh, leap over to the stage shortly, probably with their next release. And um, if you like, you know, Anthrax, if you like Megadeth Slayer, so on and so forth. Uh, definitely check them out because they're right up, right up your alley, you know, for lack of a better term. Who else? We have Wayne Finley. He is the keyboard player and rhythm guitarist of the Michael Shanker group. We have Grover 13 from the na- uh, geez, the number of the blog. Excuse me, Grover. Sorry for botching that. Uh, what else? We have... Uh, Mark Hunter from Chimera, Sean Duncan from DC4, uh, we have uh, Ethan Rosenblum, uh, who works for Decibel Magazine and for uh, Metal Sucks, and he points something out, which I sort of botch when talking to Charlie Benante. Uh, if you read his comments... Uh, the Learn to Swim, See You Down in Arizona, Baby. He mentions the fact that that comes from Bill Hicks. So, um, there you go. And uh, what else? Uh, we have Luke from the band uh, Divine Ascension. We also have Steve Smith currently in Forbidden, formerly of Testament. Uh, so on and so forth. We have David Lozano from the band Propaganda from here in Spain. Uh, JL from the band Wayne. We have Raul from Marlene. Uh, we also have Chris Bierman from the Freeze Tag Assassins. Also Scott LePage from the Freeze Tag Assassins and Hades fame. Uh, Chris Sangarides, super producer extraordinaire. He lends his comments. Uh, Jay Schwartzer from Cancer Bats. Uh, Ricky Armolino from This or the Apocalypse. Phil Rind from the great band Sacred Reich. Eric Kluber from Gypsy Hawk. Uh, we have Vince Nielstein. I mentioned Axel before. It's actually Vince. So I apologize for mixing those two up. Uh, from Metal Sucks. He's the other editor-in-chief, and that's why I screwed that up. So sorry to... To both of you. Um, And we have John Leone from White Wizard. And the order in which I read this is actually in reverse order uh, from what's listed on the site. Excuse me. Um, The actual comments are listed in the order that they were received. So so that's pretty much it. Let's jump right into uh, Charlie's comments. Let's play a little Third Eye. And uh, jump into the track, or jump into his comments, I'm sorry. Just remind you guys that Anthrax did just put out uh, Worship Music in the States. You can find that on Megaforce here in Europe. You can find it on Nuclear Blast. The return to form for a lot of people uh, with Joey Belladonna. And um, you could also check out Charlie's website. Uh, He's got his own personal site as well as the Anthrax site. Again, I keep mentioning Uh, To all of you to go to the index page, you'll find that at the top and bottom of, or I should say links to that at the top and bottom of this tool post. And um, you can find that everything from the Twitter, Facebook, uh, and official website for Charlie Benante and for the band, among other things. I want to also remind you to check out the Mars Attacks Radio 
uh, Twitter account, you'll find you know me tweeting about who I just finished interviewing, what episodes I'm readying, so on and so forth. Uh, that is Mars Aries 2005. And uh, in any event, you could go to the homepage from uh, or the Mars Attacks Radio homepage and click on a link to where it says Twitter right there. So here we go. Let's jump into a little third eye and then Charlie Benante's comments. See, I think drugs have done some good things for us. I really do. And if you don't believe drugs have done good things for us, do me a favor. Go home tonight, take all your albums, all your tapes, and all your CDs and burn them. Because you know what? The musicians who made all that great music that's enhanced your lives throughout the years. Real fucking high on drugs.
Oh, wow. Here's another one of those bands that I don't give a shit about anything, but, you know, what they're doing, you know, they just have, they have this, this aura around them. Uh, the the visuals that go along with this band is, is for me, very... Uh, I equate them to kind of like Pink Floyd because back in the day, you really didn't know what Pink Floyd looked like. You knew there was four guys in the band, but they used this imagery to kind of, uh, you know, almost take you away from what the band looked like. They wanted you to just kind of get into the music and, and have uh, a visual with it. And I think that's what Tool did from the start. Um, but there's such great musicians in this band that it's hard for for a music another musician to not take notice, and that's right. the first thing I took notice of was the the musicianship in the band. And um, uh, when I heard that song Stinkfest, I thought, wow, that that is such a powerful fucking song based on two riffs. That's the thing I love about Tool is that they'll take one riff and it's almost like a math problem twist it, okay, turn it around, but it's still the same riff, but they're twisting it in such a way, and by the time the song finishes, it's back to the original equation, and it's the beauty of that band and what they do with music, and again, awesome record. How do you see uh, Danny as a drummer? Oh, he's great. I think he's great. I think he's awesome. Uh, Is this the record that has the line... um, See you down in Arizona Bay. Yeah, isn't that the last? Isn't that the song, uh, Anima, where um, he says that you know California is going to fall? Yeah, and that's the he, one. And he says, you know, fuck all you uh, drug addicts or whatever the hell it is. Better swim, better swim. Isn't that on that record? Yeah, yeah, that's that's the uh, Anima. That's the title track. Yeah, which he says, yeah. yeah, awesome song. And that's that's another song where they take a riff that runs throughout the whole song, but change it in a way that it's not the same anymore, but it is the same. But they kind of just manipulated you so you think it's different. Followed by millions of dumbfounded dipshits And some say they 
Anima, not exactly the title track since it's spelt slightly different uh, than the actual name of the album. There you go. Uh, before that, we had Charlie Benante from Anthrax's comments. Want to thank him and everyone else that contributed both written and spoken comments to this particular column. And want to thank you guys for listening. Want to remind you that you can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes or directly from MarsAttacksRadio.com. You can either stream or download the episodes from there. Thanks once again. We're going to leave you with the remainder of Enema, and um, we'll see you next time right here on the Mars Attacks Podcast. See you. I'm praying, I'm praying the tidal wave. I want to see the ground give way.